Have you noticed an increase in the amount of trash talking and smack in the last couple days? Goodness. From the Baltimore Ravens against the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals. We'll give you a taste of that coming up. To Justin Fields against his coaches? What? Oh, man. It feels like something is horribly wrong there. And I don't know about the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson relationship. And maybe it's not just that relationship. Maybe Sean Payton is frustrated that he feels like he's not seeing the progress or seeing the fruit of his labor. We'll let him explain here momentarily. Because week three is about to get underway. And we're asking you on Twitter and Facebook, or you can give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, which of the NFL's 0-2 teams are still playoff bound and which ones are completely sunk? I don't... I don't know that... The NFL is that different from Major League Baseball in this way. I know baseball has 162 games, so not not that comparison. But I just mentioned before the top of the hour that these baseball teams, as much as it kind of stinks that you're going to have a couple on the outside looking in and you think about the work that's gone into it over the past couple seasons of the year, <laughs> going back to spring training and everything that it means to be a Major League Baseball player and the time spent away from family and on the road and, right, don't cry for me, Argentina. This is their choice. They're well compensated. But my point is there's a lot of heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears that goes into a baseball season. It requires months and months and months and months. When it comes to football, sure, there's only 17 games. But this early in the season, and we see it every year, still, the possibilities are limitless of what can happen. 0-2 teams, they've made it a little more challenging for themselves, but it does not mean that they aren't able to rally. It doesn't mean that playoffs are not still a distinct possibility. And it's kind of interesting to think about some of the teams that are 0-2 in the NFL. The Vikings surprise me. I think the other one that a lot of people are pointing to is the Chargers. But we've talked about the Chargers in that they've lost... Both games now, Dolphins and Titans, by a combined five points. They've lost two games by five points. That's actually right in keeping in keeping in line with the Chargers' MO, that they find creative ways to lose, right? So they fall to the Dolphins in week one in what is a shootout in which Tua Tango-Valoa has 466 passing yards. And then they lose in Tennessee... By three points. So there's a silver lining to it. 
because it's an overtime loss. The Titans hadn't won in eight games in the regular season. They were a little desperate. The game was in Nashville. It was a really tight battle. Still, 0-2 is 0-2, and you are what your record says you are. The Chargers have got to figure it out now. The same applies to the Cincinnati Bengals, which are also a surprise at 0-2. I think the Patriots are a surprise at 0-2. And now heading into this battle with the New York Jets taking place at MetLife, it doesn't get any easier the next two weeks. Only because the Jets are a rival. I'm not saying the Jets are the toughest opponent they'll face. But because the Jets are a rival in the division, they can't afford to lose back-to-back games in the AFC East in the first month of the season. And then they turn around and they go to Dallas. (laughs) We know what the Cowboys are capable of on defense. That sets the tone. The Bills are on the horizon. The Saints, they're on the schedule as well. They appear to have some new life and new hope. Oh, a new hope. Star Wars, a new hope. (laughs) So the Patriots need to get off the schneid pretty quickly. Speaking of hopes, some will be dashed this weekend after teams fall to 0-3. Unless none of them fall to 0-3. I suppose there's a possibility. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Here are the deets. Every year, this is a narrative after 0-2. Since the NFL expanded its playoff bracket going back to 1990. All right, so we're talking about 30 years now, 30-plus years. Since the NFL expanded its postseason in 1990, 64% of teams that start 2-0 have made the playoffs. Okay, that's actually not a huge advantage. And that's underscoring my point. Still so much time left in the season, especially now that they've expanded to 17 regular season games. You still have 15 games remaining to make up ground. At the very most, you're two games back in your division. That's nothing. It's nothing. Only 64, I want to say it that way. Only 64% of teams that start 2-0 have made the playoffs in the last 23 years. Now, the flip side of that is that 42% of teams that started 1-1 one one have reached the playoffs. Okay, so you're your percentage is increased. But it's not like it's that massive of an advantage. Still, 42% is darn near half. So just shy of half of one and one teams have still made the playoffs going back to 1990. So yes, it puts you a little closer to the goal. It doesn't mean that you aren't that you're automatically making the playoffs or that you're guaranteed jack, really. I love these. Where's Cynthia Freeland when we need her? Oh, she's the commissioner of my fantasy football league. She's busy. (laughs) 0-2 teams is, again, it's not impossible, but the percentages, they drop. Since 1990, same thing. 
11.5% of teams that start 0-2 make the playoffs. It's fascinating to think about which one of these teams will add, boost those percentages, or who will fall in line with what's been a pattern going back 30-plus years. So you've got nine teams that have yet to win a game. Of those nine teams, one and a half of them. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) We'll take one and a half teams to make the playoffs from this point forward. (laughs) We're asking you on social, which of the 0-2 teams do you think are sunk and have no shot? And which of the 0-2 teams do you believe are playoff bound? I think this is a fun question. Because there are teams that are already 0-2 and it feels like the hope has been dashed. The light has been snuffed out already. Hmm. At the same time, with injuries being a great equalizer, with the ability of teams to adjust, right? The the minds, the brains, the the technology, the film, the scouting that goes into each one of these weeks. It's why teams tell you it's a big deal just to win a game in the NFL. Plus, we know crazy stuff happens. That ball's a slippery, slippery little sucker. Nutty stuff happens every week. So of those nine teams that started out 0-2, which ones are sunk and which ones are still playoff bound? On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I was thinking about the the rookie quarterbacks and the fact that the Colts, they've already gotten their first win, right? That's huge. Anthony Richardson, though, may not play this weekend. We'll see about the concussion protocol. Good news is they have a backup quarterback who has a lot of experience. Have you heard of this guy? The Colts are also well-coached, uh, and they have... Mishaw, and Mishaw is a very, very confident backup. Very different offense with Mishaw, but they'll probably have to play Mishaw this week. And Sid Richardson is in the uh, concussion protocol. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You may know that voice. Mike Francesa, longtime radio host in the New York City area. Retired from radio, but not retired from talking. Me sure. Not retired from getting names wrong. Very different offense with Miss Shaw. <laughs> Miss Shaw? As in Miss Shaw? M I S S? Very confident backup. Miss Shaw. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't get names wrong. I absolutely do. I do. But. He says it four times, just in that little stretch. Mishaw. That little snippet of radio. It goes from Mishaw to Mishaw. 
Very different offense with Mishaw. <laughs> Mishaw. Or Mishaw. Oh, my gosh. Mishaw. You, and Mishaw is a very... Do you think Mishaw was even a flag for the producer? He is a producer working with him. Same producer he's had for years, actually, going back to his days on our New York affiliate, WFAN. Do you think the producer just laughs? Or or corrects him, or lets him know he's got it wrong, or do you think the producer's even paying attention? Honestly, in that little clip, he says it like four or five times. <laughs> so like, there's no time to even correct him. He just doubles down on it, and then triples down on it, and then quadruples down on it. You don't think there's any it. time to pr- pr- to uh, correct him or to protect him? Oh. If I say it the first time, you better be getting in my ear saying, who? That's not his name. Uh, and they have Mishaw. Mishaw. And Mishaw is a... Very, very confident backup. Very different offense with Mishaw. Mishaw. That's three times. M-I-S-S-S-H-A-W. Mishaw. I mean, seriously. What is the producer doing? I get it. Mike Francesa is responsible for what he says on the air. But what is the producer doing in that particular case? But they'll probably have to play Mishaw this week. <laughs> Are you going to pick up Miss Shaw in fantasy? No. Although Miss Shaw did do well taking over last week. This is wrong. Well, it's it's the wrong pronunciation. And, and again, I will be the first to tell you, I mess up all the time. Not so much of pronunciations. More so I get the wrong first name with guys because I, I've got so many names in my head that I'll, I'll, for instance, for the longest time I called George Kittle, Greg Kittle. It just, it kept coming out Greg Kittle. Probably the producer I was working with at the time hated me and didn't want to correct me. Who was that? I think that was producer Dave. I think it was Dave. Really? Did I ever say Greg Kittle with you? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it was before you. Definitely not. I think I said it multiple times. People would, and I wouldn't even know it. I would just say Greg Kittle, knowing that I was speaking of George Kittle. And I would get all these tweets about how you keep calling him Greg. Oh, no. It wouldn't even flag. And I'm telling you that both of the last two producers before you, Dave and Chris, did not listen. Because I would say, I would make mistakes. Just whether I was tired and my brain is full or I just messed up. And they would never correct me. And I would get done and I would turn off the microphone and I would see the the tweets or the Facebook messages, and I would realize they were paying no attention. Didn't care. Very confident backup. Mishaw. Mishaw. Very different offense with Mishaw. Mishaw. Is it Mishaw or Mishaw? Which one is it? <laughs> That's, yeah. You know, like after, the, maybe, after maybe the fourth, it might be time to say something. <laughs> maybe. 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 Will you just let me out there like just hang me out there to dry you just let me dangle not me no 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 but but, but, i mean like i said before that that he just does it it's just like a rapid fire mishaw it's (laughs) it's a a rapid fire dude come on okay play the cut again and and then let me well let's all count i'll count the seconds the Colts are also well coached uh and they have Mishaw. One Mishaw. Mississippi. And Mishaw is a Two very 
Three Mississippi. Very confident four backup. Very different five offense with Mishaw. Six Mississippi. But they'll probably have to play Mishaw this week. Eight Mississippi. And Sid Richardson is in the uh, okay. concussion. So protocol. essentially eight seconds. I, I mean, yes, Mike Francesa doesn't come across as rapid fire, but you are right in that he says it four times. <laughs> There's no time. In the span of eight seconds. Without messing him up. I mean, you know, not that he's saying the right name, but to get in his ear and to say Minshaw, he would just, he would just. I don't know. To say what, Jay? There's no pause. To say, now I'm saying Mishaw. To say Minshew. (laughs) It's become a thing. Now his name is Gardner Minshaw. I'm going to call him that by accident. I know it. Oh, no. Don't do that. I'm going to get in your ear. Actually, forget in your ear. I'm just going to say it on the air. Minshaw. Minshaw. We'll just, let's give him a new name. Mishaw. Mishaw. (laughs) Mishaw. Eight seconds. You don't think in the span of eight seconds his producer could have been like, no! No, I do. Or waving it. Or do you think his producer was answering the phone or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Writing an email. I don't know how they record this, if they see each other or not, or if they're in. I'm not even. Oh, good point. I don't know that either. I don't know whether or not they can see each other like we can across the double paned glass. Mishaw. All right. I'm not even sure. Brand new quarterback. Brand. Wait, why would the producer not be listening? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not sure how they do it. That's not. That's your job to listen and make sure the show is at least somewhat entertaining and sticks. Mishaw. sticks to the program. <laughs> All right. All right, Miss Shaw. Very different offense with Miss Shaw. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's just absolutely wrong. Oh goodness. All right, coming up. Let's see. We got trash talking. Being thrown in the way of one 0-2 team. Roquan Smith not going to let the Bengals forget that they're part of the reason. The Ravens are part of the reason that the Bengals have fallen into this hole. Which 0-2 teams are still playoff bound? Which 0-2 teams are sunk already? <laughs> on Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page too. Straight ahead, you may have heard Deion Sanders Speak highly, give, I would say, top-of-the-line praise for Nick Saban and how much he wishes he could continue to learn from Coach Saban and that he wants to just soak up whatever knowledge he can. As it turns out, it's a mutual admiration society. Plus, Dion is doing more interviews than... I, I I didn't even know it was possible to do so many interviews in, in the span of a week. But right now, the Buffaloes are the center ring of the circus, and that's exactly how Dion wants it. As long as they can still focus on football, they've got two top ten opponents on the schedule in the next two weeks. Santa don't have time. <laughs> Santa. It's too early to think about Santa. And I'm getting married between now and Santa, so <laughs> Santa's got to take a back burner. <laughs> On Twitter, on Facebook, uh, YouTube channel, if you are excited about the Ask Amy Anything video version that we've already recorded. It's not up on YouTube yet, but Ask Amy walks down the aisle. That'll be ready within the next few days. Then you want to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel to make sure you don't miss it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I love and I adore 
and I respect. And every time I do a commercial with Coach Saban, it's a gift. Just sitting in his presence and hearing him and, and throwing something else out there so I could hear his viewpoint on it because he's forgotten more things than I may ever accomplish. So I'm a student looking up to this wonderful teacher saying, just, just, just throw me a crumb of what you know. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Not generally a humble guy. I would say Dion has been this way his entire career from playing now into coaching that he believes truth should be spoken and speaks it himself, doesn't wait for someone else to speak it for him. Uh, a lot of times I'd say he speaks it into existence. Extremely confident in who he is and his talents, his skills, and abilities, but also confident in what he can get out of other people now as a coach. And it's it's working. He's a special brand. He inc incites a lot of excitement, enthusiasm. He's also great at inspiring guys to believe in themselves and to believe in what they can be together. And so to hear him speak humility, to speak in humility about Nick Saban, it's just not a tone that you generally hear from Deion Sanders, at least not publicly. Maybe in private moments, behind closed doors with no microphones, but how often is Deion Sanders anywhere without a microphone or without a camera, right? We talked to Brian Howell in Boulder on our last show, and what he said is that there are signs up in the Buffalo's facilities, the athletic department there in Colorado. There are cameras. You enter this room, you could be on camera. What you say could be used moving forward in a documentary or other materials. If you don't want to be on camera, if you don't want to be on film, then don't come in here. Everything he does is on film. Not only for documentary purposes, because he likes it to be documented. I'm sure that there are internal Colorado employees who are taking video and they'll put this together for hype and promotional materials. So there's all kinds of ways they could use it. But one thing that Brian also told us is that he encourages his students and his players to boost their YouTube channels and to have videos. So he's all about the self-promotion. And yet there is some humility there when he talks about Nick Saban because he also wants to be a very good coach. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, coming up, the Buffaloes face back-to-back -back top 10 opponents in the Pac-12. They are still in the Pac-12 at this point. <laughs> the interviews, I can't keep up with the interviews that Dion does. The interviews have largely surrounded or focused on Dion, his character, his circus that's in town, even his sons and the family aspect. But there's also the football. And he was asked, why do the Buffaloes have staying power in the Pac-12 and in the sport of college football? Because moments that has consistency translates into monuments. That's another one that was so good. I just had to think about that. When I said it, I saw it. 
<laughs> God, that was good. Let me see if I can say that again. Please do. Moments that are consistent translates into monuments. <laughs> and I'm a monument, not a moment. Wow. Talk about melodramatic and yet profound. I'm a monument, not a moment. That is fantastic. I wish I'd come up with that. But don't you love how he actually caught himself off guard? He had chills. He had to stop. He gave himself chills. Because you build enough moments, you put them together, and they result in a monument. And I am a monument, not a moment. That was so good. I just had to think about that. When I said it, I saw it. <laughs> Ooh, he said. <laughs> God, that was good. <laughs> I am a monument, not a moment. Oh, see, I might have to borrow that. I like it. But it is all about Dion, though. That's why the Buffaloes have staying power, right? Because of me. Because I'm a monument, not a moment. On Bleacher Report with Taylor Rooks. Well, Nick Saban does podcast too. And he was a guest with the Alabama Diehards. And he was asked about Dion Sanders in Colorado and the frenzy that has whipped college football uh, up into, no, that sounds bad. Let's see. He is, well, Nick Saban is calm in the middle of a storm, right? But the rest of college football has been whipped into a frenzy, and Dion's right in the center of it, and you can't help but notice. I haven't been able to see him a lot. Um, I saw a little bit of the game last week um, against Colorado State, but uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for, you know, Deion Sanders, you know, first he's a great person, um, and he's done a great job in marketing the program to create a lot of national interest, but uh, I see their team, you know, playing well on the field. You know, they play with discipline, they do a good job of executing, uh, they've been able to score points, um, playing decent on defense, so, you know, all those things to me are indicators that he's a really good coach, and uh, I've always thought that, uh, and he's always been successful uh, whether it was Jackson State High School or now at Colorado, his teams have always been well coached. That's some high praise. It's not going to keep Deion Sanders humble. <laughs> I'm a monument, not a moment. I love that that's his answer to why the Buffaloes have staying power because I am a monument, not a moment. God, that was good. <laughs> Thanking God for that revelation. Well, speaking of Nick Saban in Alabama and good coaches, he is a terrific coach. No one would argue with that. Uh, he's got more rings than he can wear on a single hand. And yet, for the first time in forever, the Alabama Crimson Tide are out of the top 10. So this is a huge week for Nick Saban and the Tide. I think this is one of those games that you really look forward to as a competitor. You know, it's the opportunity to play, you know, in our stadium against a really good team. Um, I think, you know, the players look forward to that. Uh, it's great for our fans. It's great for our players, the environment that they get the opportunity to play in. But I think, you know, internally, you know, we want players to be working to get the, the kind of mental intensity that you need to you know, practice with a sense of urgency, 
so you're developing the right habits so that you can go execute and do your job on a consistent basis. And, you know, if you evaluate our team, you know, to this point, you know, in the games, when we do things correctly, um, we're pretty good. But when we don't do things correctly, and it only takes one person on offense, defense, special teams, you know, not to do their job correctly um, with the focus and intensity that you need to be able to execute, then we're not so good. So that's the key to the drill to me is can we on a consistent basis have the kind of focus and mental intensity we need to develop the habits that will carry over in the game that help us play with more consistency. Oh my gosh, I love that he is pounding on the podium even, well, pounding, he's tapping on the podium even as he is making his emphasis there. Uh, I don't know how many of you run or work out with music, but often when you are, well, me, I'll speak for me, when I'm listening to an up-tempo song and I can run in sync to the downbeat or to the to the rhythm. It helps me to get into a nice flow when I'm running. It actually helps me pick up my pace if it's a faster song and I maybe wasn't running quite as quickly as I wanted to. Uh, I feel like Nick Saban does that too at the end. He's speaking in time to what he's saying. <laughs> Can we, on a consistent basis, have the kind of focus and mental <laughs> intensity we need? Did you hear him speed up? He was speeding up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Goodness, uh, you all still are sending us posts on Twitter and Facebook with questions about the wedding. Ask Amy walks down the aisle. I even had, we, uh, Jane, I even had one woman who is insistent that we said the video would be available on September 17th, which is three months out from the wedding, and it's not available yet, and she wants to remind us that we told her it would be available Ouch. Again, she reminded us. Yeah, she's she's. It's the second post I've seen this week about how we said the "Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle" video would be available three months out, and here we are. It's a few days, give or take, right? Since then, and since we reached the three month mark, and she is not having it. She's not happy with us. Just wanted to remind us. She even writes, "I'm not being mean, but this is what you said." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So forget the fact that our entire lives have been overtaken by the NFL <laughs> and that we are, we're kind of busy. All the help we have around here. <laughs> I'm a monument, not a moment. <laughs> I'm a monument, not a moment. Oh, we're a monument, not a moment. Anyway, she's slightly impatient, but she's not the only one. Not that other people are going back to listen to our podcast to find out what we said. <laughs> I got to be careful what I say, we don't made I? It personal. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's now personal. But we've had multiple questions over the last couple of days. When is the video version of Ask Amy Anything going to be released? It's straight wedding questions. Oh, you guys. Jay, I, I stumped Jay. Well, I didn't stump Jay. I even got this massive reaction out of Jay with a couple of the questions, but one in particular. You guys are going to laugh. His his reaction is priceless. Still stunned. He's still stunned. Are you still stunned? I'm shook. <laughs> I'm a monument, not a moment. <laughs> we were doing, this is really funny, that Jay mentioned that he thought it was going to end up being over an hour. He even said two hours. And I think he was 
he was joshing but we actually had to start a second zoom recording because we ran out of real estate on the first one damn zoom <laughs> i mean you get what you get and you don't get upset when you don't pay for it come on they <laughs> I won't go into it. I'm mad at Zoom. I'm mad at Zoom. We had to start a second Zoom recording, and we had to wait seven minutes in between. Seven minutes. Like, are you kidding me with that? All right. We're going to throw this out there again. Our show question on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on my Twitter, also on our Facebook page. Which of the NFL's 0-2 teams can still go to the playoffs? On average, it's... About one and a quarter teams every year that still go to the playoffs after being 0-2. But which 0-2 teams are sunk? There's nine of them right now. So seven plus of these 0-2 teams are not going to make the playoffs if the averages hold true. Seven of them. Which 0-2 teams are stunk? They're stinky and they're stunk. Do I just make stuff up? I do. I'm like Dion. It's just not as profound as monument, not a moment. I'm a monument. I love how he says it. Monument. I'm a monument. Gardner Mishaw. Monument. Is Gardner Mishaw a monument? Mishaw. (laughs) You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Field sends Komet to the far side of the field this time. No money available. He's out with a knee. Snap back, four-man front, pressure coming, throws over the middle. It's intercepted by Shaq Barrett. He intercepted the pass and then motors into the end zone for the touchdown. Pressure breaks pipes. And the Buccaneers just busted it. 26-17. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Maybe you thought the Buccaneers would be 0-2 at this point in the season. Instead, they hand the Chicago Bears their second loss last week. And Shaq Barrett has the four-yard pick six off Justin Fields that sealed the W. So, yeah, the Buccaneers are one of the 2-0 teams. They're getting after quarterbacks. In fact, They had six sacks of Justin, another 10 hits, and that defense is still full of stars. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield not turning the ball over. That's the part that's so impressive. And he and Mike Evans have already developed a pretty sweet connection. Will it be like Tom Brady? Ah, No. How many times did he tell us he's not Tom Brady? But he doesn't have to be. He can be like Brock Purdy and deliver the football to his playmakers. It's kind of fun to look at the NFC South and wonder if we were all horribly wrong about it because the NFC South has got three teams that are 2-0, and oh, including the Bucks, The Falcons, the Saints, the Bucks, all 2-0. and oh. All right, let's see what happens from here. The Panthers, though, are 0-2, oh and, and Bryce Young, he's... Taking a bit of a beating, though everyone who's around him says they're pretty close. We saw the Panthers and the Saints on Monday Night Football. And coming up, actually, top of the hour, Charles Davis of the NFL and CBS. He's got Panthers and Seahawks in week three. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. Which 0-2 teams like the Panthers are not 
playoff bound. They're sunk already. And which ones are still headed to the promised land? Let's talk to Paul, who's in Charlotte. Paul, welcome to After Hours. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call, Amy. And first of all, I just wanted to congratulate you on your upcoming nuptials. Um, Bob's a really, really lucky guy. <laughs> and uh, I tell him that. I've been, mar- I've been married for 30 years. Oh. Uh, my, wife, my wife and I got married on Halloween. And to this day, all my friends say it was one of the best parties they've ever had. Nice. So, um, just enjoy every minute. And um, it's one of life's great blessings. So um, have a great time. Thank you. Um, but um, I wanted to talk about the Panthers. Um, the, the Panthers are a mess, frankly. And I feel bad for Bryce, uh, for Bryce because... Um, Everybody talks about his small size of stature, but he's got no tools around him. The, the Panthers have no line, uh, either on offense or defense. Um, they have no receivers. They've got no running game. So it's almost like this guy's been put in a situation where he's bound to fail. And I think that sports nowadays is becoming a battle about like ownership and management of players and salaries. And the Panthers have a really, really bad owner, in my opinion. Um, David Tepper is doing this almost like as a hobby, it seems to me. Um, he, he started uh, there a situation in South Carolina where he was going to build a team facility, and he spent about $20 million and then pulled the plug on the whole thing. Um, so the whole kind of team is really just a, a mess. There's no depth. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know if the I don't know if the Panthers can win a game this season. Quite frankly. Oh no! Trust really, me. Really... Yeah. No. Trust me. They're going to win a game. It's nearly impossible. You look over the history of the NFL. Only twice have teams gone through an entire season without winning a game. The NFL is like that. It makes no sense. And the Panthers are in a division where they will win some games. Now, I agree with you that it's a bit of a mess right now. It's kind of a hodgepodge. But we knew it would be this way because Frank Reich is coming in. He's establishing a new culture. He does have a winning record and a lot of... He's got a lot of great qualities that make him a guy who can help to turn this ship around. And Bryce Young is the real deal. I do agree. It's just that you can't win football games against other serious NFL clubs when, you know, you're still building and piecing it together. It's a lot like the Houston Texans. So they're just getting started. And and I I love Frank Reich. I think that he's the right coach to, to rebuild this thing. Uh, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and I was at the world's greatest comeback game against the Houston Oilers. Mm-hmm. So um, Frank Reich has a, a close spot to my heart. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But right now, this team is in a really, really bad state. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter's school, the UNC Charlotte 49ers, plays the Florida Gators this week. Say a prayer because this might be the worst slaughter in the history of college football. Eh. And uh, it's just and, a this, game. and this weekend, we have, uh, I know you're a race fan. This weekend we have the NHRA uh, Top Fuel Races, which I will be going to, which uh, is always incredible, the best racing in the world. And uh, say a prayer for Sherry Pollock, one of our big NASCAR um, supporters, most charitable workers who passed away this week. So 
I'm sorry to hear that, Paul. I appreciate your phone call. Sounds like you got some big plans on the horizon, so enjoy it. And the Panthers, they're going to be okay. They're headed in the right direction. Thank you, sir. Good to talk to you. It's uh, always good to connect with our listeners. Don't ask me uh, why sometimes people call and sometimes people don't, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) It's funny. People get mad at me sometimes when I don't take phone calls, but I'm not manufacturing them. If you want to call, call. If you don't want to call, that's all right, too. Hey, really, if you have nothing to say, don't bother. But if you want to call and chat, let, let, let's chat. 855-212-4227. It's really funny that I have so many friends who threaten to call. That's, I'm going to call your show and la, 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 la. All right. I talk for a living. I'm good. Bring it on. Halfway through, coming up, Charles Davis of the NFL and CBS. You know what I recently discovered about Charles? He got rid of his social media accounts. How about that? I wish I could. No, really, I wish I could. But after the wedding, because you need to see the Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle video, it's After Hours CBS Sports Radio.